0: Welcome in. It is the 1 o'clock hour. It is Monday. There is snow on the ground. It is the Bill Michaels show. Ben Kenny, Grant Bill's with you today. Unknown on tomorrow, unknown on the rest of the week, but we'll be here. Someone will be here. It might be us. 877 867 1670 Reacting to the Bucks loss to the heat last night, 130 to 117. A productive weekend of Brewers Baseball got the NFL draft coming up in a little more than a week and we have the big news of the day in the sports world as a whole in the NFL world it does not have direct relation to the packers necessarily but Adam Schefter reports pretty much as we got on air this morning and it was not something that was going to overshadow the question of whether the sky is falling on the bucks which Grant and I both believe that it is not But the Philadelphia Eagles and quarterback Jalen Hurts reached an agreement today on a five-year, $255 million extension, including nearly $180 million guaranteed. He is now the highest-paid player in NFL history in a deal negotiated by Nicole Lynn of Clutch Sports Group and Eagles general manager Howie Roseman. There's a lot here, Grant. I guess I want to start with i thought on contracts as a whole. Okay. So it's smart for teams to pay quarterbacks early. Mahomes signed that gigantic extension. And I think as time goes along, it is looking less and less like a gigantic extension, the nature of the market and Deshaun Watson put a, that contract put a wrench in all of it. And we see that with Lamar. But as time goes along, and you could talk about baseball as well, c- contracts that are seen as massive and way too big—if you do believe that—in two years' time, look like steals uh-huh. if the player actually produces. Now, obviously, he's coming off a MVP caliber season and a trip to the Super Bowl, and is a emerging player. What was your What was your reaction to the news to start? My, I, I mean, I. My first thought was, okay, that's a lot of money. It's not fully guaranteed, which probably is a good step for the NFL as a whole to get away from the Deshaun Watson model. But kind of an anti player sentiment from you, Ben.
1: That's kind of dark. Hmm. Don't you think?
0: It's a uh it's a it's a contract that I'm sure in four to five years time will be viewed at as a very positive development.
1: Yes. So my first thought, by the way because I'm kind of crabby today and I'm frustrated at how the Bucs game went yesterday was good. Now Ben has to deal with an expensive quarterback and the maddening exercise year by year of fixing <laughs> one problem while another problem on the roster begins. So part of me just wants to stick it to you a little bit with the Eagles. Oh, let's just go get this guy. Who's free agent. Let's go trade for this guy. Let's get this guy's Because guy. Now I want you to live just a little bit of my nightmare from the last 10 years when the Packers have had no money to do really anything. That was my first thought, if I'm being honest.
0: I'll push back on that if you want. Go ahead. Yeah, they haven't had that much money, but it's also, have they had no money, or have they had money tied up in places it shouldn't be tied up in? Generally speaking. Who who specifically? No, I don't have examples, but you can look at the Kansas City Chiefs, and yeah, they're paying Patrick Mahomes a crazy sum, but they still have enough to bolster the team around him they go out and and they were able to sign some free agent wide receivers and help to replenish the roster. I think what makes GM's great, and as we spoke about Brian Gudekinst a couple weeks ago, and we don't know this yet because we haven't seen what he looks like without Rodgers and the contract as quarterback, but Mm -hmm. are you able to have this guy and still have the flexibility to bolster the roster, which I, Howie Roseman has proven an ability to do because he gave Carson Wentz all that money. And not only was Wentz not the quarterback of the team in two and a half years, but he was able to then rebuild the roster from scratch in a very quick period.
1: I love Howie Roseman. I also don't know that it's a similar situation. You think Jalen Hurts is going to be an Eagle in three years, right? You don't think he's going anywhere?
0: Well, yeah, he signed a five-year extension. He is, unlike Wentz, He's not coming off of a torn ACL and broken back. He is yeah. coming off of he dinked up his shoulders, coming off of an MVP caliber season. I think so, he will be there for a long time.
1: Yeah. And I and I guess that's more comparable to what the Packers have had, right? Like it's one thing to give once a big deal and then to move off of it, take an L in the short term, rebuild the team. It's another when you're on year six, seven, eight of the quarterback being paid. Because if Jalen Hurts continues to be great, they'll probably you know, give him another extension at some point. That's how it works, right? And I, just, I, I think it's such an interesting place to be as a team when you've got your guy and you're happy to have your guy, but you're always trying to make the money work. And, and I think, I don't know, it, it's going to be a while till we get to that point with Hurts. And it's a good problem to have because that means you have a great quarterback and your quarterback is worth paying. I, I just think team building as an exercise in general becomes night and day different when you're on your five, six, seven of having a great quarterback, right? Versus having a cheap quarterback or versus having a quarterback that you just paid.
0: But it's also, I, I need to look at the year to year of it, but he wasn't due a new contract until after next season. So they're paying him early. Not only did they pay him early, note that they paid him before Joe Burrow, because that was a great quarterback class. And I believe Jordan Love was part of it. They paid him, they're they're giving him this contract before Joe Burrow got paid, before Herbert gets paid, before all those great quarterbacks from the class get paid, which mean that you would rather do it now and give whatever you need to give than have Joe Burrow set the market. Because Joe Burrow will probably ask for more than what Hurts gets. And and I guess it's good that you didn't have to go down the Deshaun Watson route. But still, I I need to see the year-to-year because the way that they have the team configured... I would not be surprised if it's front loaded. The difference between the problem with Rogers contract. And there we go, by the way, that's the first mention of him on the show.
1: Yeah, that's we made it three hours and nine minutes.
0: It's that's one pretty time. good, actually. The, the problem with the Rogers contract is it was back loaded. So when you got to a certain point, you were screwed no matter what. Another
1: another problem with the Rogers deal. And this is maybe this is just the way I think about it. Maybe this isn't. It based in fact at all i'd have to go back and look at the years i also feel like rodgers the last five or six years demanded extensions or worked his way into extensions at a higher frequency than a lot of other nfl quarterbacks get extensions am i wrong in that you know what i mean when i do you get what i'm saying ben i feel like with hurts all right, you're good for four or five years right or probably probably four years or with mahomes or with some of these other quarterbacks rodgers most recently got his extension won an MVP and said, well, I'm the MVP. I deserve a pay bump. I'm the best quarterback in the league. My my contract should reflect that. So whereas quarterback deals are supposed to age well for the team because the market resets and other guys get more, it seemed like Rodgers was resetting at a higher frequency. So those contracts never got the chance to become a bargain, right?
0: It was also, it was unnecessary. Yeah. It wasn't wasn't required that he signed a, two-year, $100 million extension.
1: I don't think the Packers did that out of the kindness of their heart. I I don't think they would have done that if they didn't have to do it. right? I I think, and to Rogers' credit and to his agent's credit, David Dunn always kept the pressure on the Packers. They didn't need to sign him to that extension in 2018. He had years left on his deal. They did that very early. And then post-MVPs, they did it again and again. So... I don't know. I think there's different ways that a quarterback contract can play out. Mahomes went long. He said, this contract will age well and will give my team flexibility with Hurts or with probably Joe Burrow or, or Justin Herbert's upcoming deal. That will age well because the market will reset and those deals will look cheap in a couple of years. Those che- those Those deals never have a chance to get cheap if the quarterback demands in two years that the pay gets bumped.
0: Well, and I I think the biggest problem you could face is not having a very, very expensive quarterback. It's having a very, very expensive quarterback that can't produce like one. Yeah. That's the biggest issue NFL teams face. It's not having to pay a franchise left tackle. It's paying a franchise left tackle who then becomes either unavailable due to injury or just not as effective. That's the problem. And then the dead money comes and we see all these all these players get cut in order to trim rosters down and help the cap. Not because necessarily they were making too much money. It's just because they weren't as valuable as the money that they were getting paid. Yeah. Which is like, like we could talk about the numbers of this contract, but it is like, it, it will automatically be a win. If Hertz performs to that level, which is what I always come back to. And then the rest of it, it's like, okay, you paid him the money. Guess what? You're the GM. That's what you get paid to do. You get paid to give good players you drafted money and then figure Mm. out the rest. So it shouldn't really be an excuse. That's their job. So, yeah, I don't think... Yeah, I must say. It is somewhat viewed as, with the Rodgers stuff, as, yeah, sometimes Goody's hands were tied. But also, that's his job to figure out a way around it. Which is why... it's
1: It's a good problem. It's I, good I look to have the franchise quarterback. It
0: is. I I look at the moves of Devondre Campbell and Rasul Douglas, moves along those lines, when Rodgers was making all that money and probably had a championship caliber team around him. Needed other pieces. It's those moves that are more valuable because you get guys in for that cheap.
1: Nixon, Rudy Ford, and Mike Clemens' guy Justin Hollins, who they just resigned a couple of weeks ago. I, I think it's really telling with the Packers, they put up with a lot with Aaron Rodgers. And, and I think there's a lot that we don't know, right? We, we came to know a couple of things this off season. like Albert Breer, I heard, and I'm sure others had the story. Like the Packers were pissed in 2021 when Rodgers came back to camp and went on that long rant press conference. Remember that? Yep. Because the Packers and Rodgers met before that, apparently, reportedly. And they sat down and they hashed everything out. And the Packers thought they were good. The the Packers were blindsided by that press conference. I bet there's a lot of other things like that. The Packers put up with it all, and they paid handsomely to put up with it all. The first year that Rodgers wasn't living up to that deal, instantly. Not only are we moving on, but we're going to tell everyone in the world we're moving on. We're going to put it all out over the combine. Everyone's going to be talking about it. Mark Murphy's going to bring it up at a girls' basketball tournament, (laughs) right? And I think your point is a good one. Teams will put up with it. And the contract isn't an issue. It's an exercise that GMs are happy to do as long as the quarterback's producing. And as soon as you're not producing, especially at the age that Rodgers is now at, we move on. Just like that. Now the money's a problem. Just like that.
0: Which is why probably finding ways to front load is the most effective way to do it. Yeah. And, and this does give it's a five year deal. I think Mahomes signed 10 or something.
1: Yeah. Ten Mahomes
0: deal is much different than anyone else. Mahomes signed 10 for 450, I want to say which is a lot of money, but he could have, again, in five years, gone back to the table and reset the market. So they didn't go as long. They probably didn't go as long with Hertz because of the play style, because of the fact that there could be injuries there, so that it's not something forever that'll really hinder you. But finding ways to front load kind of offsets all of that. If you could have outs, if you could have the ability to be flexible later on, Or be flexible around him. Be able to pay the other players.
1: And the Eagles have shown, Howie Roseman has shown, he's really good at doing the little things. Right? Picking up one extra pick when you can. Drafting a position that other teams maybe are overlooking. Finding a free agent that's really cheap. Howie Roseman has shown he's unbelievable at doing those little things to get that one extra player, that one extra advantage. If he keeps doing that, you can pay Jalen Hurts and still be very, very, very good. Right, It's when GMs pay a quarterback and a team's paying the quarterback and the little things start to fall by the wayside. That's when the roster really starts to crumble a little bit because of the salary cap pinch.
0: So here's here's the other question this brings up. Uh, It's not, is Jordan Love going to make this much money when he's due (laughs) in a year? Even though that would be an awesome problem to have. Would be. If he plays that well and then deserves somewhat close to this money. The question is, what does this mean for Lamar? Or what in the world is Lamar doing to not get anything done still with where we sit? And I I do think it is notable that you look at Hertz and the fact that he has surrounded himself with what seems to be a very successful, not only competent, like, like let's start with competency and then go above that, a very successful and effective group of people that not only manage all of the things that now he doesn't have to worry about, such as his public image, communication, marketing, things of that nature. But mm-hmm. they're able to go negotiate this contract. And, I mean, this is big for Nicole Lynn. It's her first big deal. And the fact that she got it done will then lead to more clients in the future. Like, this is how agents make their name. But it's also like you're Jalen Hurts. You seem to be a, a, an amazing work ethic guy, a guy that's always in the building trying to get better with the rest of his team. And you're able to leave all the other stuff to other people. Yeah. It it makes you wonder more and more what in the world is Lamar doing? And and we had a caller a couple weeks ago when we were speaking about this. That said, yeah, but you know, what if he doesn't want to pay the agent a certain amount of money? There might be other things going on. It's like, I get all that. But there aren't gonna be any agent fees if the contract never happens anyway. Yeah.
1: Yeah going to be a lot cheaper to pay a little bit a percentage for the biggest deal in NFL history, which is the one that Jalen Hurts just got done. And we haven't seen the the facts and the figures and, and the breakdowns, but it's the, the, the biggest, initial reporting, which I, is what we judge it
0: It's by, the biggest you know. average annual salary in NFL yes. history. It's not the biggest yeah. deal because it's only five years.
1: I think you're 100% right. I didn't know if we were going to bring this up today. And I texted you a tweet from Front Office Sports And it's Jalen Hurts' management team, which happens to be all women. And I don't think that's very common in sports. But I think the point is, he has a team, like they exist. Like he has someone doing marketing and communications. And of course, having someone to negotiate a contract is very important. And that's not something Lamar has. Having someone to contact media outlets and writers and television networks and people who work in front offices to push narratives and to push out stories about leadership and work ethic and all these things. Jalen Hurts could be the best leader in the world and beloved by everyone. But if that narrative isn't pushed out to us through all these various outlets, we would never know that then. You know what I mean? Like there are probably players in the league who are just like Jalen Hurts, hard workers, everybody loves him. We might not hear about it. His team is really good at building up his image. Lamar doesn't have that. Lamar, Lamar's image sucks right now. And I think that's a, a big problem. Just like he doesn't have an agent working on his contract is a problem.
0: Oh, he's out clubbing with Odell in Miami, though. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, cannot be a good leverage play for him. No, the Ravens go out and get Odell for him. I don't know how hard, how long he could just stiff arm them, keep them at an arms arms distance, and say, well, "I need longer, this money."
1: The longer this ha- goes on with nothing happening, benefits the Ravens. The Ravens know this. No. The Ravens know that we have the attention span of a goldfish and we will move on to other things. So <laughs> weeks ago, we're sitting around talking with our sports friends and on, on radio shows, and we're saying, ah, there's no way Lamar comes back to the Ravens. This has got to be done. This is this is untenable. No way this this works out. And then a couple of weeks go by.
2: Well,
1: of course, Lamar's going to come back to the Ravens. That's how sports work, right? He, he's complaining about his contract, but ultimately he's going to come back and play for the Ravens. It's probably what's going to happen. And the Ravens know it. They can run out the clock especially if Lamar is going to not represent himself very well.
0: You also get into the room like we dealt with with Corbin Burns and part of contract negotiations Mm -hmm. probably are teams directly disparaging your play and or what you bring. And when other people hear that stuff and you don't have to, I'm sure that goes a long way towards the relationship. Meanwhile, if you're Lamar, you're negotiating your contract and the Ravens can come to the table and say, Jalen Hurts just got five years, $255 million, and we would rather pay him that than you. Yeah. And there's no way he would take that positively, but that's the he nature. Can't. That's why you pay other people to do it.
1: Well, and also like, I think there's probably some off the field stuff with Lamar. Like, Hey man, you get bronchitis a lot. Why might that be? You know what I mean? Like we've heard, and I'm not bringing this out of nowhere. I've heard other people talk about this on sports radio and TV. who are connected. Maybe it's because the Ravens wanted it out. But I, I think there are some lifestyle questions with Lamar. Might be related to a holiday. It's coming up later this week. Maybe on Thursday. By the way, I'm going to put out my draft board on Thursday. Unrelated. Mark it down. Like you get bronchitis a lot. A lot of chest colds. A lot of illnesses. And if you have to confront your quarterback about that in a room
0: directly, that could get awkward. Like that's tough, Ben. You're exactly right. 877-867-1670. Uh, reaction to Jalen Hurts' new contract doesn't mean Jordan Love is getting $300 million next year. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll talk about that more when we come back. It's Ben Kenny and Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels.
2: Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michaels Show. On the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: All right, welcome back in Bill Michael's show. It's ben Kenny Grant Bill's here with you today, 877-867-1670, reacting to the Bucks loss to the heat, to Jalen Hurts' contract, to the fact that it is April seventeenth. And it snowed a lot today and, and also yesterday, which Grant pushes back the, I guess golf season already started, but it, it pushes back the ramping up of golf season at least a week, which is sad. It back
1: uh, beach season in lacrosse. The beach was packed all of last week, probably not this week. I was. We can push back beach season.
0: It was last week I learned lacrosse at a beach.
1: Yeah. It's, you know, and, and I'm excited for you because it was so nice on Saturday morning that I was able to do a little fly fishing down in Viroqua. The city is a buzz. Ben Kenny. I stopped to see our friends at uh, a quick trip. I need a bottle of water, you know, just some other things, you know, odds and ends. I and he said, hey, Grant, I know you. you. You're on the radio. I said, yeah. Ben Kenny coming to town, is it true? He's kind of flaky. People are wondering if he's actually going to show. And I said, yeah, he is. He's never been to the west side of the state. He's excited. He's excited. Show him a good time. Hell yeah. Love the show. Thank you.
0: I think I'm equally excited. Uh, and that is the, the Bill Michaels open we are discussing May 6th, Viroqua. I would need to text Bill to see how many spots are available. I think we might be sold out. There might be one spot left. What but, course is it at? You know off the top of your head? Viroqua Hills. Oh, beautiful course. So but but here's the question how how many hills are in Viroqua? How hilly is Viroqua? it's very hilly it's the driftless region
1: it's very hilly huh it looks like it looks like the end of the sound of music honestly when they're going over the swiss alps you, <laughs> you're, you're kidding there's a ski there's a ski jump well not in barocco it's in westby but it is a very very hilly region ben i think you're going to i think you're going to enjoy it Listen, as much as ben kenny can enjoy something new i think you're going to enjoy it
0: <laughs> there's there are a lot of places in the world that look like the end of the sound of music I would, I would venture a guess that that is not one of them.
1: As <laughs> it's big a, it's of a, a more muted version, the hills it, aren't as big, but uh,
0: the hills are alive. As as big of a sound and music fan I am, I'm, it's I'm one of my
1: favorite things about you.
0: It's, it's it's an incredible, incredible film. Thank you. So, yeah, May 6th, the Bill Michaels open in Viroqua. I just need my game to be in shape by that. And well, frankly, you need to get
1: your back right.
0: Now, yeah, my back will be fine like tomorrow. I just need to stretch. I, uh, I was out in in Green Lake, Wisconsin playing on Friday after work. Drove up there. Tremendous fish fry, by the way. I forget the place we went to, but it was tremendous. And played golf out there. And the the game is not informed. The game is not where it needs to be. But this is an event specifically. Not all of it. Not all of it. Some of it. This is an event where I will feel the press. Like we talk about, okay, going into to game two of Bucks heat. And I think this is going to be what we talk about tomorrow. Who is under the most pressure? Who's the most pressure on them to perform in the event that Giannis is either very limited or not playing at all? The same way that Coach Mike Budenholzer will face a lot of pressure if there's no Giannis going into game two and the rest of the series, I will feel a lot of pressure on myself to perform, which admittedly, I don't do well under pressure. (laughs) Um, I don't know like which aren't diamonds made by pressure. Don't you put pressure on rocks and it makes diamonds. I would be, I I would be one of the knockoff diamonds that they have in, in pink Panther where you just put it under the thing and smash. I gotcha. Okay. Okay. So
1: I've watched you golf. (laughs) <laughs> under an immense amount of pressure. Yeah, that was Dave bad. from Monona was heckling you the whole day. I'm not going to say he got into your head, but
0: he, no, he was, he was firmly into my head. Speaking of Dave, <laughs> haven't, haven't heard from him today. I don't expect bad to Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 1670. I have this actually that just crossed the ticker. Speaking of NFL draft and quarterbacks, there was news that Alabama quarterback Bryce young canceled all of his other pre-draft visits. As all the quarterbacks go around and see where they're going to land the fan dual odds that were just posted for the number one overall pick will Levis at plus 4,040 to one Anthony Richardson, 17 to one CJ Stroud, a clear second at seven and a half to one, I guess that'd be 15 to two and the prohibitive favorite grant to be selected number one overall. Bryce Young is minus ten fifty.
1: Looking at that.
0: Why? I'm surprised.
1: I'm I'm a Stroud supporter. I'm a Strouder, a CJ Strouder, through and through.
0: As am I. And I am no doubt a a opponent of the narrative that just because they wear Ohio State colored clothing, they will be bad. I think there have been a lot of not successful Ohio State quarterbacks, but I don't think it's because of the uniform per se. I'm a big Stroud fan. Mm -hmm. I am also a big young fan, so I kind of get it. What fascinates me more are the guys after. Of who actually and where do Richardson and Levis go? Because they're projects.
1: Higher ceilings, though, assumedly. That's what they say about Anthony Richard, Ben. I, I've heard lots of smart draft people say, if you're going to take a quarterback one, really only makes sense to take Anthony Richardson. He's the only one with the ceiling that warrants a number one pick. What say you?
0: I heard somebody say Anthony Richardson is like if Malik Willis somehow mated with the Incredible Hulk.
1: <laughs> Eric Eager threw a stray at Malik Willis on Friday. I don't remember exactly what he said, but I don't know why he was catching strays on the Wisco Sports Show. I think it had something to do with Anthony Richardson.
0: Yeah. I, I I mean, his ceiling is the incredible Hulk playing football, but his floor would be Malik Willis. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, <laughs> maybe lower to be honest, but it's the same idea. I don't know. It's, it's making for an interesting draft. Cause you hear quarterbacks getting hyped up that probably don't fully warrant it, or at least from watching them play in college, you think they don't, but then obviously there's a piece of development and a piece of the NFL draft puzzle that the guys maybe do look at the film, but they look at the measurables and see what what can translate at the next level. But the more and more that happens, I guess what I come back to is that only benefits the Packers. Totally. The more guys that go, the more stupid trades people make to trade up to get guys, that'll only make better players fall. So whether it's it, it's... Lucas Van Ness, who I am starting to really get higher and higher on as the Packers pick at number 15. All right. Whether it is Paris Johnson, I'd be fine with a tackle. He's on my board. Whether it's uh, Smith and Jigba. On my board. They're going to be good players that that fall.
1: Skaronski's not on my board. If we're going tackle, I want Johnson.
0: Well, Skaronski's going to be a guard. Yeah.
1: So there you go. I independent of position. I just don't like the testing and the evaluation. I don't like what I'm hearing. I don't like what I've heard. So put it that way around
0: So, I was listening to a to a NFL draft related show and somebody hosting the show who is not very physically, like not an NFL tackle, clearly, a very okay. average size physical person physically said that his arms were longer than Peter Skoronsky's.
2: Yeah, not
1: a lot of good Skoronski buzz. I like some team's going to reach on him because they feel like they need to protect their quarterback. You know how that goes. Do you think Will Levis belongs in a conversation with these other quarterbacks? Because I feel like in a lot of drafts, there's normally a quarterback or two that is elevated into this top half of the first round or first-round conversation simply because they're a quarterback. Yep. Last year was kind of the departure from that, right? Because Malik Willis was there. Uh, who is the other quarterback? Pickett, but... Pickett was drafted like tiny hands. That that was different. Who, who's the other guy who fell Malik Willis. There was another quarterback. Matt Corral. It might've been. Yeah. Or Sam Howell where teams are like they're quarterbacks and we're interested, but we're not interested. Like we got to take them in the first round. And it seems like Will Levis has now been elevated to a place that hooker and Corral and some of last year's quarterback prospects weren't. What say you?
0: I'd rather take Will Levis than any quarterback last year of the picket, Corral, Malik Willis group, but I don't think he warrants a top fifteen pick. I just well, I I mean he did post the selfies of how he's gained a lot of muscle recently. He also puts Mayo in his coffee. There's a lot of stuff. A lot of red flags there. That's yeah, you're telling me. You have to question the decision making if someone is drinking coffee. And and this is coming from a I only drink black coffee. I don't like anything in it. So, I'm sure for people that put a lot of stuff in their coffee, they would maybe be more open to it, but I've never heard mayonnaise. That's a problem. Yeah.
1: Until it's an option at Quick Trip, I remain out on it. (laughs) When Quick Trip comes out with a mayonnaise coffee creamer, I'll listen. But at this moment in time, I don't believe we have that.
0: Yeah, Quick Trip, if you're listening, don't uh, come up with a Please,
1: God. They're going to do mayo milk before they do mayo coffee. They have (laughs) All those other kinds of milk.
0: Uh, but, but no, I'm not necessarily the biggest Will Levis person. And I just feel like every
1: year there's a quarterback that's elevated into the conversation just because they're a quarterback. And then they end up going, okay. Okay. So he's your guy. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Well, I don't know if he's being elevated. All the, I mean, once you get within two weeks of the draft, really any leak you see or any report that comes out, just ignore it. Ignore half the mocks anyway, because it's other teams trying to pump up other players in order to get in the heads of other teams. If that makes sense, it's not all just completely factual. So we saw Hendon hooker rise up to like a top five pick in, in a pretty big mock draft recently. And I scratched yeah. my head and then sat back and remembered what time of year it was. And remember, this is the time where I stopped believing NFL draft news.
1: This is the only time I listen to NFL draft news. So maybe maybe that bodes poorly for my upcoming draft board. Daniel Jones did go top six, seven, though. Like, these guys do occasionally, like, the noise is correct. Like, I, a lot of people still believe that Kyle Shanahan wanted to take Mac Jones and was bullied off of it by the public and by the media and by maybe some in the organization.
0: It could be a question of who takes those guys, though. Okay. Like... The Giants took Daniel Jones. The Giants okay. have a history of grossly mediocre quarterback play, and nothing they better. it, nothing worse. They want to be just good enough, so they maybe will be okay, but not even close to good. And then two Super Bowls happen.
1: Yeah, not great.
0: I don't know. It's going to be an interesting. It's going to be an interesting first round for the Packers because there are. So many talented guys that could fall, but also many of those guys play positions where you see so many quality guys at the same position go off in the second round where they're drafting. So what do they choose? Do they go first round tight end, second round edge rusher? Or first round edge rusher, second round tight end? It's that mix and match that I think will define it.
1: I might be out on a tight end at 15. I am. I just the surplus value you're getting, and I'm ripping off what Eric Eager told us on Friday, but it's going to make me sound smart, so I'm going to keep going. The, the surplus value that you get taking a tight end in the first round is just not enough. You're not you're not saving enough relative to a top five player at the position. Right now, there are the Kelseys of the world, and they're they're the outliers, but there's really only Travis Kelsey now that Gronk is gone. So even if you like draft a pretty good tight end in the first round, you still paid a really expensive premium for a player that probably wouldn't get that much money on the open market. So I don't know. And I feel like there's so many tight ends in this draft. Just take whoever's available in the second. Like maybe you don't get Michael Mayer or Donald Washington. But you get Dalton Kincaid or whatever. Fill in the blank tight end. Jake Ferguson was great for the Cowboys last year. No, let's hard.
0: not take this too far. What do you mean? He was okay.
1: He was, he was exactly what they needed. Robert Tunyon was not this physical specimen. They just needed a guy who could run the right routes and not drop the ball.
0: Yeah, Ferguson just did it in way fewer snaps and was well, was not on the field very often.
1: Efficient player.
0: But I agree with you. I think there is a a gap between the first round and second round at other positions, much more so than the first and second round of tight ends. Not to mention, gotcha. I want Darnell Washington. That's the guy in the second round. Who do they trade up to get in the second round if anybody... Darnell Washington, that tracks. Yeah, that makes sense. As somebody, um, oh no, that was in regards to Levis. But Darnell Washington's ceiling actually could be the Terminator. Like he could be Arnold Schwarzenegger. You know, something along those lines.
1: Coach Bud tells reporters, by the way, name tweeted this fifteen seconds ago. That Giannis's MRI came back clean as well. So we're covering all our bases. Well, that's good, good. Good results.
0: That's good. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. We can react to that as well as more that's coming up next. It's the Bill Michael show
2: covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network.
0: All right. We are back. Bill Michael's show. Ben Kenny Grantville's with you. On the, on the first day of Packers voluntary workouts grant. Mm -hmm. I don't know if this is actually news or if we'll just joke about it being news, but walking into the building earlier today, none other than one Jordan love. I saw a funny tweet from Rob Domofsky about a workout bonuses that the Packers that different Packers will get given it's in their contracts such as David Bakhtiari, seven hundred thousand for attending; Jair Alexander, seven hundred thousand, so on. Aaron Jones gets five hundred grand. Uh, go down the list, and uh, fifty grand Aaron Rodgers could get if he were to show up to voluntary workouts, <laughs> which he's not doing. What do you it, think he's doing? What do you think <laughs> Rodgers is up to right now? Hanging out. When? Do, what does he ever do? He's just home alone constantly. No, no, no. I'm sure he does productive things. He just doesn't let the world know about them, which Interesting. I someone admire. And I do too. You have, well, the problem is TMZ is on him. T- TMZ is everywhere. TMZ is catching oh. him going to crystal shops. He's out getting coffee with people. It's like, can we give the man a break? Agreed. The problem is the reason TMZ does it is because people read it.
1: Yeah, so it's there's a market fast food
0: culture that we live in. We want
1: it. We want it at our fingertips. We want the the content all the time.
0: Oh, yeah. I could have easily gone and found the year to year annual salary of Jalen Hurts' contract, but I just don't have the mental wherewithal to do it. No, I'm kidding. It hasn't come out yet. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seven. Let's go back to the phones quick. Line one, you're on the Bill Michaels show. Who do we got?
2: You got your Maytag man. What's up, Zach? Zach. What what's going on, guys? Uh, so, Ben, I heard I heard you haven't played Viroqua.
0: No, you're, you're concerned about it. No, no, no. I was I was half joking. I am OK. I play or I played much of my golf up in Vermont, where not only is it hilly, it's like you literally play up and down a mountain and it's beautiful, but it's a it's a treacherous walk. I Viroqua
1: am. is the Vermont of Wisconsin. V- v-
2: Viroqua is the it's the middle of the driftless area. It is very hilly, and and it's very similar to a lot of the other courses in uh, Southwest Wisconsin. If you've played Dodge Point, if you've played it, not so much Deer Valley, uh, mm. Platteville, you know those, those courses where it's there's definitely a lot of up and down. Uh, to walk it is not fun. We'll just put it that way. Um, but you, you know what? It's it's kind of it's very similar to uh, where I grew up playing golf in Western Pennsylvania, where it's a lot of a lot of up and down, a lot of hills. You're you're hitting 400 yard drives, and it's like straight up a hill. I mean, it's it's definitely not fun. Uh, so if you are able to ride in a cart. I might do so. We'll uh, see. Walking, it's not going to be. uh, you, you don't see too many people walking Viroqua, uh,
0: very often. All right, noted. I will. I'll take that under advisement. Grant, uh, Western and, Pennsylvania, also one of the more be- more slept on beautiful places out there.
1: Western Pennsylvania. Okay, correct. Well, in what way? Explain.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's just beautiful. I would I'm say. Google it. Well, I've I've only driven through it mostly. I, I've been to Pittsburgh. That's about oh, that's as far so as. It
1: looks like upstate New York, which is a place I've also never been, but have seen pictures.
0: I enjoy upstate New York. Um, anything else, Zach? We're kind of up against it no, a bit as not, we get to not, the end here. Not
2: really glad. Uh, <laughs> glad Giannis's back is not uh, as serious as. Uh, you know we are concerned, so it's that's definitely good news.
0: Um. Cool. All right, man. I, I appreciate it. Other than
2: that, yeah, I got I got nothing else. Other than uh, I'll I'll see you
0: next Friday. Yes. Oh, uh, Zach, the four or five, I forget five time reigning grilled cheese champion of Wisconsin. And he comes into the morning show here and makes us grilled cheese. And I don't say this lightly. I don't say many things lightly. It is. It is one of the greatest things I've ever eaten. Confidently. Interesting. Brings out a, a breakfast grilled cheese, a lunch grilled cheese, a dessert grilled cheese. It's it's phenomenal stuff. Um all right 8778671670 let's do this. There is a story that's out there that I read today and I usually grant spend our last segment with some headlines that we may have missed during the day. We mm-hmm. missed this one. It is oh it's a remarkable story. Okay. It has to do with basketball. I want to get to it when we come back. Uh that is Grant Bills. I'm Ben Kenny in for Bill Michaels. Ready? This is the Bill
2: Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network.
0: Who may be back as well, hosting tomorrow. We shall see. Check the, the Twitter feed at Benzie Kenny for more information. I wanted to close with this, Grant. We have a couple minutes. From uh, Legion Hoops, it was also written in the South China Morning Post. Yes. The Shanghai Sharks, the current team of Eric Bledsoe and Michael Beasley, have been disqualified from the China League after being accused of fixing a playoff game. Quote, the Dragons were leading 100 to 96 with less than two minutes to go. But the visitors then committed five consecutive turnovers, leading to a ten to nothing run from the Sharks, who eventually won one hundred eight one hundred four to clinch the series two to one and reach the quarterfinals. Both teams' head coaches and general managers were banned from the CBA and fined. Now there seems to be another wrinkle of this that I saw you react to. Which got deleted? The tweet got deleted. Well, then I will not pass it along as fact. So, well, uh, can we Bucks can we legend speculate responsibly? Bucks legend Eric Bledsoe
1: and Bucks legend Michael Beasley.
0: Hmm.
1: Weird. Maybe not. There was a report or a tweet that said Bledsoe had like checked out and left, and the hmm. club couldn't find him. He was leaving China.
0: I hope he would be able. Like, I hope he'd be allowed. I'm not. I don't really understand the the uh national you know neopolitical relationship between um, basketball leagues and or Keep and, going. and or governments <laughs> so we're not going to go there
1: like but, is there a way that china can hold him there over this i don't know is that a thing it's like the opposite of extradition like, no, no, we're not coming to get you somewhere else. We're not letting you leave. I don't know what that would be called. Because, I'm not a lawyer.
0: Because you have to play in our basketball league where you just got in trouble for fixing games. <laughs> no, we need you. Very weird.
1: Dude, so, I love Michael Beasley. So He was one, one of my favorite NBA players.
0: Just so fun. He don't want been, him on my team. He's been everywhere. He's he been, everywhere. been everywhere. So... So that's pretty much going to do it for us today. You got the Brewers and the Seattle Mariners, Mariners eight and eight fun team though. You got young phenom Julio Rodriguez. Got some dudes out there. Uh, Got some dudes on the mound, but the guy they have going tonight is by no means one. Chris Flexen. He is 0-2 with an 8.7 ERA. He will oppose Corbin Burns, who's 1-1 with a 5.19. Another get-right get right start for Burns coming off a good start. Yep. So the Brewers look to keep it going. We'll react to that game coming up. We'll also some some talk about the Bucks and pressure. Giannis is banged up. Who's, who's the pressure on now to step up and perform? We'll I like get to all that coming up later on in the week. Everybody, enjoy your snow blowing if needed. Enjoy your shoveling. Hopefully the the sun comes out and we can forget all this crap of snow in mid-April. That's going to do it. Grant, as always, thank you, sir. It's been a pleasure. Uh, We will see unknown if Bill is back tomorrow. Check the socials for more information along those lines. But if we do speak to you tomorrow. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. But we'll (laughs) hopefully talk to you at 10 o'clock. See you. Yeah. Have a good one.